You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jacob Lukowitz, online and social media editor at SD Times. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about how, despite wide adoption of AI coding assistance among developers, trust in the security of code and general security politics around AI are lacking. With me today is Simon Maple, head of AI advocacy at SNCC, to talk about the key findings of the SNCC's 2023 AI code security report. Hi, Simon. Welcome to the podcast, and thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. It's great to have you. So to start off for our listeners, can you describe some of the, the key findings from the report? Absolutely. Yeah, there are a number. And I think uh, one of the main ones which you kind of hit on there is really around the trust that um, developers using these AI coding assistants have within the tools themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of the numbers um, that uh, that really uh, that really kind of hit home is, first of all, over three quarters of respondents said that AI code is more secure than than human code. And that's really interesting. I, you know, it kind of goes against what a number of studies already show uh, about the number of vulnerabilities that kind of come through generative AI tooling assistance. Um, and I think it also goes to show uh, how developers are thinking about the code they write as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe there's um, a little bit of imposter syndrome in thinking their their mm-hmm. code isn't quite as good as the average, or they're not as good a developer as the others in their team. Um, but I think yeah, people are buying into that magic a lot more than they than they necessarily should. Um, in terms of yes, absolutely, generative coding can get you code after uh, you know a few iterations and things like that. But we absolutely can't trust um the 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 code that comes out without validation uh, over 50 percent 56 percent say that insecure ai suggestions are common uh across across the code that that they get generated as well so there's an interesting kind of conflict there whereby the people see the vulnerabilities being created uh by the generative assistants but uh but they still think it's better than what they could create themselves. So that was one of the kind of the core uh, takeaways, I would say, from the from the report, among among others as well. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, the the key point there that um, some of the code that the AI is producing itself is better than what the the developers have themselves because it can kind of cross check for any vulnerabilities or so. Um, do you do you feel that with a lot of these AI models, that's like a big focus um, for the coding assistants or the companies that are generating these coding assistants to make sure that they don't introduce any security vulnerabilities? Yeah, it's a it's you know, it's a really good question, really good point. And I think it's the natural, the natural next challenge for mm. for you know for coding assistants or anything that kind of creates these suggestions to be more accurate. Um the big limiting factor or, or challenging factor really. There's, I guess, I guess I'll cover two of them. One mm. of which is with any large language model, um, any LLM that is being used here, the key to it being successful, accurate, contextually good is is taking in huge amounts of training data for it to uh, be able to provide good suggestions and accurate suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest problems there is finding enough training data that is vulnerability free uh, or you know secure enough. To be to be you know used in our projects without without security issues being introduced. The problem is the training data that we have is all through you know uh, open source code and things on Stack Overflow and, and places that we already know are are breeding grounds for vulnerabilities. Right, there's huge amounts mm. of vulnerable 
secure code there. So whatever goes in as input to these LLMs, that's exactly what we get out. So we're effectively replicating from the trading data um, uh, that, that we see. The second point, and I think this one is really, really important to, to, to understand from the point of view of how much we trust LLMs and trust code that is being right. created is the LLM does not understand what it is is generating in the sense of if it produces you a maths equation or if it produces you some some code it doesn't understand the rules that go behind that code so it doesn't understand right. the data flows it doesn't understand that there is a method that lives in a class or, or whatever the language construct is it just understands that with a specific input based on its training data here is some output which is probability you know from the from the statistical probability, from the correlation, is the mm. most likely output based on the input. So it has no, it can make no judgment, uh, accurate judgment about whether that code is secure, whether there's vulnerabilities, right. whether there's performance issues, and so forth. So for it to then say, provide me with secure code, it can't, it can't necessarily do that because it doesn't understand what secure code is. There are ways in which we can, as developers, say, hey, I want to use give me a query with named parameters or effectively asking for something in such a specific way that we know it's a construct that we're going to get back that has security built in however mm -hmm. then we're relying on the developer to be thinking securely already and so for less experienced developers who aren't going to be doing that they're more likely to to see you know a prevalence of vulnerabilities in the code that gets generated so there's yeah there's a number of mm -hmm. really challenging barriers between us using generative ai encoding and being mm -hmm. able to get non-vulnerable code and these are non-trivial uh issues that um mm -hmm. that, that 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 are blocking us from this right now yeah very interesting um so what are you seeing uh, is like why is has this become like a major concern uh, now let's say or is it because a lot of organizations are implementing these ai assistants um without these guardrails is is it all yeah, moving so too fast uh, that's that's exactly it. the last piece that you just said there is exactly it. i think if we was to look at if we was to look at the point of view of code let's say the point of view of getting a security issue into a piece of code that could get into production realistically you don't care how it got in there whether it was a developer that wrote it whether it was ai that wrote it it could have been one of my dogs that wrote it it doesn't matter the fact is a vulnerability is in your code in production the the guardrails are largely the same as well you effectively want solid ast uh, uh guardrails policies testing throughout your workflow throughout your sdlc so that however the vulnerability gets in it's tested developers know and understand where the, uh, issues are getting in um and 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 you know th these are the fixes we need the reason why this is now a bigger cause is exactly what you said the speed uh previously we were seeing developers add security issues you know gradually as they as they develop code uh when we think about devops and and you know shifting things left it exacerbated that problem because we were pushing to production far far quicker mm -hmm. and you know it wasn't as natural a step to say hey let's pause the world while we do a security test so we had to put security more automated throughout that process uh, with ai that speed ramps up even further so code can get generated and developers can be more effective 
by you know introducing code into their into their workflows. Um, the workflows themselves can be faster, as we will see AI tools more and more pushing into the SDLC. Our workflows will improve. So what we're seeing is the reason why this is such a bigger problem is first of all the rate at which vulnerable code could reach uh, production will increase, and as a result, the volume of insecure code to production uh, will increase. And you know, sentiment data like that has that has been shown in this report shows that it's not just the volume of issues that will get through, which is increased, but also the trust from the developers has gone up. As a result, there is almost like this, uh, 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 you know, this this blindness to it a little bit if we mm-hmm. don't automate security testing and validate and verify what we're pushing through. So, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. definitely that rate of speed increase which will, which will exacerbate the problem. I see. But uh, the code that the AI generates is usually subject to the same security testing um, as would other code? Yeah. And, and, you know, it depends on, you know, pipeline to pipeline. If people have automation built into their pipeline, it's not going to care who wrote it uh, or where it was generated Mm -hmm. from. It will apply the same policies, the same rules to it. And rightly so. That's that's the that's the guardrail we need. Um, mm-hmm. If 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 you don't have automated testing or you it test more infrequently, the risk is because more code will be getting in and more vulnerabilities through. They'll they'll go through on court. Plus, developers if they do overtrust in this, they're not going to have such a critical eye on the code that is generated. And as a result, you know the greater number of vulnerabilities will get through, not just unchecked by tooling, but unchecked by uh, by us as developers uh, looking at that as well. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And so about like the the regulatory landscape um surrounding ai um that, like how are organizations yeah. like approaching um like how are they creating uh security policies for like when when developers are using some of the code uh the ai assistants to help with or so are there any like kind of guardrails yeah great question um i think this is a really important one as well and i think because of the speed at which ai is being adopted because it is such a powerful uh, tool for us as organizations to use mm-hmm. and if organizations don't jump on you know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have real competitive problems going forward i think mm-hmm. um so so this is important but i think the the acceleration that we're that we're adopting them we do need to step back a little bit and think okay how do i use this responsibly uh there's a couple of ways in which this can come in one is regulatory absolutely um and the second is us just as as you know good uh, good developers, good architects, good software houses saying, okay, we we recognize there are additional risks. We care about our customers, our users, that user data, and we want to be vigilant with these uh, with these regulations. Um, there's been a number of regulations which are popping up nice and early as well, which is important because we this is absolutely something we need to think about early and 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 um and make good decisions on early. Otherwise, in a year or two years, we will see some real serious AI. Uh, vulnerabilities or, or you know LLMs existing in um, in applications that we see prompt injection attacks and things like that. So there has been some good uh, regulations that have have been recently introduced. The one of the latest was actually a, 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 an executive order through Biden um, talking about how uh, how people should be looking at various um, uh, various guardrails or various things to consider when creating. Uh, when using AI in their tooling, NIST mm-hmm. also created a uh, a good set of uh, set of things to consider in and around AI usage within uh, within LLMs as well as secure AI uh, uh, usage. The 
Uh, additional uh, thing I will mention is OWASP created an OWASP top 10 for LLMs. Um, OWASP uh, have top 10s for a number of different things, including web applications, mm-hmm. which uh, which is one of their most famous top 10s. And and yeah, the, the top 10 for LLMs is is one which really goes into some good topics that we need uh, to, to, to think about. But I think we will see regulations more stringently uh, mention AI tooling, uh, AI usage within applications, because there, while there are a number of things which we can have existing mitigation measures for, like vulnerabilities going through, uh, being introduced through generative code uh, assistance, there are new vulnerabilities types as well, new threats such as you know model denial of service, uh, training data poisoning, prompt injection. These things are things that we need to think about in a new way uh, and and educate development teams uh, as well as create policies around them to to make sure we're doing them uh, we're doing them properly right yeah very important um and i was i was going to ask if we're like on the earlier stage of the stages of this but i see um as of the report like 96 percent of teams are using ai coding tools and over half of them uh, are using the tools most or all the time um, and yeah. 55% of respondents said that the organizations now consider AI code completion to be part of their SSC. So it seems yeah, like we're well into it already. Yeah. That's right. I think there, is, there will be some bias on, on the developer usage just because it's an AI survey. Mm-hmm. And so most people who do take that, you would expect them to use uh, AI. Um, but I think the numbers, yeah, probably not too right. far from the from, from the truth in terms of mm-hmm. who's using it. One, one of the other very interesting things that uh, came out of the report is of those who do use it, 80% of respondents bypass security policies, their organization's security policies to use AI, either mm. some of the time, most of the time, or all of the time. So, you know, well over half of them um, uh, bypass security policies most of the time or more. So this is really, you know, this is something that developers are seeing such value in, irrespective of the policies that organizations are applying. It's not mm. stopping developers from from wanting to use or actually using them. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard anecdotally individuals say, "Hell, I'll, I'll use Chat GPT or, or Copilot. I'll just jump off my VPN because it's not allowed on my VPN, or I'll do it with private accounts." Mm-hmm. You know, this is something. This is a movement that developers will get on, irrespective of what they're told. And I think this is something that's really important. That, from a security point of view. Saying no, we can't use AI in our organization isn't good enough. Uh, there mm. is absolutely education and 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 deeper uh, policies that we need to make to actually uh, properly make sure this is uh, this is handled. I see. Okay. Hey, are you seeing like a lot of companies are um, like refusing, like not allowing the developers to use uh, AI themselves, it, or like yeah, I mean a number a number of groups um, will entirely block. AI usage until the security, the IP, the legal teams, the the data privacy teams have have done their checks, have performed mm-hmm. you know all, all the uh, due diligence that they need to make sure the organization's data and the IP isn't at risk. So right. absolutely, m- mostly short term though. So it's mostly like you know we need three to six months to understand this uh, uh, properly. There are some teams we have an organization, uh, well, a, a, a major uh, customer of ours who have tens of thousands of developers that are using Sneak. They they have um, said quite openly, you know, anyone within our organization can use Copilot, but we mandate that if you use Copilot, you have to use Sneak in your IDE. So this is pairing 
you know, generative AI, the co-pilot, uh, generative mm. uh, uh, tooling assistant with that validation and verification. And it's a great message because it's great to say to your developers, we recognize there are, you know, there are issues with trusting and, and with using AI tooling out mm. the box. We need to pair it with something secure. And it's that pairing which is which is most powerful. So I think, yeah, you know, that's a great approach because you're not saying, hey, we're going to totally block this, but you're saying, look, we want you to use it because it's so beneficial to the company, to the organization, but we're going to provide you a way of doing it, provide you a platform of usage in the most secure way. And that's that's how organizations are going to succeed competitively uh, and securely mm -hmm. going forward with this. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much for your insight. Um, are there any like things that you found extra surprising when when doing the report? Um, I, I would say the most surprising thing I would say, you know, while I while I heard um, a number of people say, yeah, we we you know we we avoid these policies and things mm -hmm. like that. The probably the most surprising thing I feel was that eighty it's eighty percent. It's four in five people that are avoiding the policies. A couple of other things that that you know hit home. Almost two thirds of AppSec teams, so fifty nine percent, I think, almost two thirds are saying that they are struggling to keep up because of AI generative tooling. So that's mm -hmm. a really powerful statement that says how much faster teams are moving as a result of gener using generative AI in their in their development process. So that was another uh, another core thing. One thing that was nice to see though and it's this is kind of like from the from the the nicer side the, the defensive side is that one in five respondents have said that they have increased their security scans and as a result of using generative AI tooling. Mm -hmm. So while that number isn't anywhere near enough in terms of you know wanting to see this level of mitigation and protection increase with the gen AI usage, it's it's um it's nice, it's it's encouraging to see that people are pairing in their mind the fact that when they use generative AI, they need to be able to have this safety net of scanning consistently in their pipeline when they are generating fresh code with AI. So it's a nice mm -hmm. nice to see that that pairing is starting to form. There's still a long way to go, but it's it's good to see that uh, it, that evolution with security. Right, yeah. And I can't help but hearing like all these companies that are saying that oh, like okay, the AI models are going to get rid of a lot of the the menial tasks, but it seems like it's it's going to be a boon to security testing jobs. I mean, just because of the amount. You know, that's it's coming it's out it's 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 quite interesting, you know. One of the things that we're kind of like envisioning and seeing is potential for, rather than it eliminating huge numbers of developer jobs, what we're almost like seeing is these AI, it, you know, assistants are effectively being used as agents for a developer. So what we might believe uh, happening in future will be every developer almost like has this team of AI assistants, and they're mm -hmm. almost like the gatekeeper to say, look. This is what I want to do, and we'll let these little AI agents and AI assistants build this code for me. But I am the gatekeeper. I am instructing you as to what to do, and then I will I will allow, alter, change, test, and validate what is produced. So mm -hmm. it's it's really helping us with a with a speed function, um, and an you know efficiency uh, function, and that human right. interaction. And that policing of of agents and, and and AI assistants is absolutely crucial. So. You know, will it affect developer jobs in future? Of course, with additional speed and additional, you know, efficiency, people will be able to do uh, the same or more for less, and that you know could affect jobs, obviously. Um, 
But, you know, de developers are still a key part of this. And I think the one thing you talk to senior developers, the one thing that them using AI assistance show is it's nowhere where it needs to be to effectively build larger projects. And as a result, it's absolutely core that developers are a part of that chain. Right. Yeah, it's all super interesting stuff. I could talk about this all day, really. Um, but is there, we covered a lot of material here. Is there anything else as like a key highlight for, for our audience that they could take away? Or anything um, else we I, haven't covered? I think those are, I think, yeah, I think those, are, those. I think we covered most of the points. It was interesting also to mm -hmm. see uh, how many, um, how many, how many folks have automated their scan. So how prepared are we almost for for the for the growth and adoption of you know generative AI in in, in software completion and software assistance? And only one in ten people have three quarters of their security scans fully automated. So I think. I think we will see over time the the amount of software or the amount of scanning automation being built into SDLCs increase over time. Mm -hmm. um, this, this this is what you know. As I mentioned, the one in the one in five are showing increased numbers of scans. We're starting from an okay place, but there's a lot of room for for growth uh, in in the space of how do we automate our scans. So the one thing which is which is interesting here in this report as well is showing almost like the where we are right now in terms of the ground zero of 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 automation security automation mm -hmm. in, our, in our existing sdlc that's definitely something that will need to improve uh particularly as we lend more of the uh, uh development uh to to ai systems yeah. um but yeah no i think that 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 will cover that with that last point that that pretty much covers a lot of the major uh, major pieces awesome well thank you so much for your insight uh it looks like that's all the time we have for today's show and i want to thank you again for coming on thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform till next time this has been what the Dev.